Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi there, this is KYW's Dave Uram. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. Hope you're staying safe. On this date, May 27th, 1975, 45 years ago, your Flyers won their second of back-to-back Stanley Cup titles. It was another shutout in the clincher for Bernie Perrant, this time in Buffalo. Had the pleasure a couple of weeks ago of talking with Bernie and Bob Kelly. You heard the episode where they were speaking about the 74 Cup, and here they are on the 75 title. The Hounds scored a goal in that clinching victory. Here Here's my chat with Bob the Hound Kelly. In 1975 season comes around, Reggie Leach is added to form the LCB line. What made Clarkey, Bill, Bill, Bill Barber, and Leach such a dynamic combo? Well, I think you got, uh, number, number one, you got three Hall of Famers there. Uh, Reggie's done an outstanding job in his, his post-career here. And and I think you got Bill Barber that can come down the wing and blast the puck. He, he's a good playmaker. Uh, he was strong in his skates. You're not going to knock him off his skates. You certainly are not going to intimidate him. Um, uh, he just played. He played hard. He grounded out. And then you got a guy like Reggie. And you know what Reggie can do. He, you know, uh, I think Clarkie lobbied for him with Keith Allen. They brought him in from Oakland. And Reggie just blows down that wing and fires the puck in. And uncanny skill. But you know, again, with the with the with the uh, end zones being enlarged uh, by ten, I guess it was about eight or ten feet or something like that. You know, you, you don't you don't come across the blue line today and score from there. It's just too far out. The angles are too big. The goaltenders are, are different. So uh, that line really took off, really connected well. And, uh, you know, that was the, the blood and guts. And, again, in practice, full equipment. Uh, Freddie was the first guy to employ uh, Mike Nicholas, Gary Ashby as assistant coaches. I mean, we were well prepared and uh, uh, we just went out to execute. And nobody wanted to let the guy sit inside you down. So that's what you did. In, in the playoffs, you guys had to overcome another seven-game series. This time it was against the Islanders. What do you recall about that seven-game battle with New York? Uh, not a whole lot. Just uh, just the outside respect for that team. It was a well-positioned, built team. Um, and, and you know, every game was a grinding game. It was it was a battle no matter where you went to out there. So it was uh, seven games, but um, you know, we're lucky to get out of there. For you, since you were injured the year before... 
Now you got to play in the Stanley Cup final when you faced Buffalo. How special was that for you after watching the year before to get to play in the Cup final in 75? Uh, it was awesome. I mean, obviously, that's what it, that's what you play for. And, you know, you can play 20 years in the league and not win a Stanley Cup. And, you know, you, you want your name on that cup. That's that's all you're playing for. I don't care about the money, your position, and all that stuff, what line you play on. You just play for that opportunity to have your name on the Stanley Cup. And that's what people will remember. And I know they'll look at ours and say, you know, be glad when that band's off, off, the, off the cup. But it was just uh, it was just great, and and because we won on the road, uh, we had more time to kind of in, enjoy the enjoy the cup with just uh, the the media and stuff like that in our locker room, and of course the family was there, the fathers were there, so we had a real chance to to in, in, to enjoy that, um, maybe a little bit more so than coming back, and we had a chance to rebel with uh, with all of our fans. Breaking down that series, Bob, you win the first two at the Spectrum. Uh, and then you lose the next two in Buffalo. You split the first four. The games in Buffalo had a unique element to them because of the fog, and there and there was a bat, and the cliche killed the bat. And how much do you th- think that that unusual element um, had on Buffalo being able to tie the series? Well, you know, it's 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 not nothing nothing ever pops out and, and comes as a surprise. The fog kind of did, but you know, the building was really hot, no air conditioning back in those days, so they had to bring in the outside coolers there and they brought in portable units to pump air conditioning into the building. And then when the fog come up, it's like, holy mackerel, you know, for Bernie, you watch the footage. I mean, Bernie just standing there anticipating where a shot might be going. Um, the defenseman going down the block, I mean, it could hit you in the face. You had no idea where the, where the hell the thing was going, but uh, we, we definitely had a lot of different elements in there. Um, and that was Jim Lorenz that clubbed the, clubbed the, uh, the bat. And nobody wanted to pick it up. So Ricky takes the glove off, picks up the bat, and goes over and says, Ricky, you're going to get rabies. And Ricky goes, what the hell is rabies? So he didn't know. He's an old farm boy. So it, it was a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. And, you know, winning at home in front of your fans, you know, there's no greater feeling than that. And then also having the anticipation of our fans waiting when we got off the plane coming back from Buffalo was huge too. So it was, uh, again, another another opportunity to, to just kind of revel in your city and your people and, you know, we were we were very active out in the community back in those days too, with our softball games in the summer and different things. I mean, we drew fifteen, sixteen thousand people to watch us play softball for crying out loud back in the days. So we were very in tune with the community and in touch with the people and and charities and wherever we could help out as much as we could do for the you know resources that we had back in those days. And, and of course, Bob, there was the uh, the get-togethers at Rexy's too, right? <laughs> Pat was like. That was like her dad for crying out loud. He used to cash our paychecks out of his pocket, so that tells you how much money we made. But uh, Pat was, uh, he was just definitely an uh, awesome person. Uh, the older guys started that in 67, 68 when they came here. Uh, and Pat Pat kind of took everybody in under, under his wing. And, uh, you know, just a loyal guy, and he was always there. Um, and just a great place, great place to go. So that Game 6, you win Game 5 at home against Buffalo, then you come back to Buffalo for Game 6, May 27th, 1975, Buffalo Memorial Auditorium, 45 years ago. Bob, you scored in Game 6. Was that the biggest goal of your career? Um, you know what, I I don't want to say that because it, you know, scoring my first goal was important. I mean, you know, getting the points out there. I was never interested in my own my own stats and points. I was interested in the success of the team. Um, and Clark, you said that before, too, and it was kind of our mindset is that, uh, you know, we all score goals that are important. I mean, that one he scored in Boston, uh, 
Cowboy Flat and Schultz on that line. That was a huge goal, but it took a lot of goals to get to that point. It took a lot of participation, a lot of sacrifice by the players to get into that situation. And, um, you know, I had no idea Freddie was going to put me out there. Mike Nicklet had supposedly suggested it. So we dumped the puck in the corner and do what you usually do. But I don't score that goal if Clarkie doesn't stay on top of Korrap and bump him. I mean, we had the collision in the corner. We were, we were fighting for the puck. Uh, bouncing around with each other, and then Clarkie comes in. You see me bumps Korab off. I grab the puck, and when I come out, um, we practice that play a lot coming from behind the net. Like the guys practice their shootouts today, and uh, you know, back in those days, we didn't click hands when you scored a goal. But if you look at the little bit of a trailer there, I kind of skate right to the bench. I said, "Hey, Freddie, you owe me five bucks." He said, "Okay, now you can sit on the bench." So that was my shift. It was over with, but. Uh, he used to pay out five bucks, and back in those days, it was almost a you know tank of gas for the Corvette. How different, Bob, were the celebrations from '74 to '75? I mean, obviously, the image the images are are, are much different. '74, everybody's on the ice. '75, like you said, the dads were in the dressing room with you. How different were they, and how special was it to have the dads in the dressing room in '75? I think it's pretty special to everybody. Uh, some of the dads obviously couldn't make it, um, and the ones that could were there, and they had a chance to revel with the kids. I mean, the famous Watson pictures uh, with their dad and stuff like that. I mean, you, you just don't get any better than that. And it was a good chance for the dads who, you know, they got to hang out together, much like the, the guys do today when they're going. And, you know, to win in Buffalo and walk out of there, um, it, it makes you feel proud because we're the same team on the road as we were at home. I mean, you, you you might come in and skate timidly in the spectrum, but that doesn't make you a tougher guy because we go back to your building. So we were never intimidated any place we went going on the road. We were actually a little bit more comfortable on the road. Um, kind of, not less expectation, but less pressure to to, to make plays in, in, in situations. You had a little bit more time. You didn't You didn't feel pressure to kind of make that perfect play all the time. In modern Philadelphia sports, your Flyers teams are the only ones that went back-to-back. And 45 years later, you guys are still beloved. The, the term Broad Street Bully is still, is still used even when people aren't describing the actual Broad Street Bullies. Why, why do you think that that team resonated so well with Philadelphia and is still so loved uh, 45 years later? Well, number one, uh, they won't let us back in Canada, so most of us became <laughs> Americans. And, uh, uh, you know, we kind of embedded... Uh, Game's not the same today as it was back in our day. Most of us were lucky. We played six, seven, eight, some ten years together. I mean, I sat beside Clarky and, and busted him for ten years, and and you know, so we, we we built up a real friendship, a real family values as the kids grew up, got embedded in the school systems, and you know, we pretty well most of us got traded away. But you know, you come back to your roots, which is is Philadelphia. Um, you know, if you want a job, get an opportunity to go to work, if you have to, or whatever. Um, why not do it in a city that you love and, and you, you know the city really well? So um, it was just a, a good atmosphere. And, again, the, the guys really get along well together. Um, you know, one of the big things is your integrity and your honesty that you you uh, portray when you're going for these young kids going in for the interviews and stuff like that. And, you know, you don't want anybody upset the cart. I mean, right now, if you look at a fire team, we've got, we've got a great team in there. We've got some great leadership. We've got guys that just stepped in for the first year. And it goes down. Everybody pulls together. The coaching staff has done outstanding, in my opinion. Goaltending's coming. You know, our, our farm team is well-stocked. So I think we have a really good opportunity to compete. How far you go, if you get a bad bounce or whatever, uh, can throw you off, off track. But um, I think we're in a good position. And like I said, we just most of us 
just, you know, we're going to end up dying here, I guess. <laughs> that was former Flyer Bob Kelly. Here's Bernie Perrant on 1975. So moving on to the next season, you add in 75, you add Reggie Leach to form that LCB line. Bob Clark, Bill Barber, and Reggie Leach. From your perspective, standing where you were on the ice, how how dominant were they? How how dominant was that dynamic combination? Well, let's, let's put it this way. I was very grateful they were on my team. You know, <laughs> you know it's just, it just, it just incredible. So much down in that um and that line, you know, so so much down, and um, and again, you know, we don't want to forget the uh, we won the second cup with a shutout, the two nothing shutout, and uh, you know, just I want to explain again that it doesn't happen with one just a goalie, you know, we had a fantastic team, great defense, great forward, great coaches, manager, you know, and uh, that's how we we're able to do this. But the beauty about the second cup, okay. And we skated around the ice. Of course, nobody jumped on the ice. We went in the dressing room, celebrated a little bit. Then when we got on the plane, a, a, a charter plane going back to Philly, they put the Stanley Cup, that beautiful trophy, in the middle of the aisle. And would you know that for at least a half hour, nobody said anything. All we did was look at that beautiful trophy. What a what a wonderful wonderful feeling. I, I want to um, speak about that. Talk about that um, Buffalo series for a little bit, Bernie. Um, you win the first two games in Philly, then you go to Buffalo, and at the auditorium there was no air conditioning, so it was like you were, you know it wasn't like you were literally playing in fog, and there was bats, and there was all sorts of stuff. How difficult was it to play in that fog in Buffalo? Well, you know, it's very difficult because all you could see was from from the waist up, yeah. And um, and the only the only way you could make a save was um, by you know how how the player because you read you read the sticks, you know when uh, you know I mean when you don't have the fog, you know you read the sticks and um, you have an idea where the puck is going to go, and that's the only way you could you could judge judge this. But every five minutes we had to stop the game. And um, and we had the players to skate around with um, sheets, you know, and um, and remove the fog for about the next five minutes, and then it would come back again. It was very, um, you know, it was uh, I think it's it's the first time, and it was the last time ever National Hockey League, so um, it was crazy. But and when you look back today, <laughs> it was uh, it was crazy, but it was fun at the same time. You know, Bernie, in modern Philadelphia sports, um, your team is the only team that went back-to-back. In modern Philadelphia sports with the four teams that are, that are currently in the city, none of those teams won back-to-back championships. You're the only one. 45 years later, what kind of reaction do you still get when you see fans in Philadelphia, when you see people in the streets, people at Wells Fargo Center, you know, you guys are are legends. Do you feel that every day from the fans? Yeah, and 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 you know the reason too. The reason is is what we did as a team. You know, not just a, you know a couple of players, but as a team, we were very very um, uh, careful with um, with the people. You know, and and socializing with the crowd, socializing with people. You know, it was very, very important. And what it does is when you socialize like this and you love, you show your love to the crowd, they show love back to you. What it does is you don't have, you don't always have good games, you know. 
And uh, but when 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 you become part of the family, they will stand by you when you have a tough game. You know, they'll they'll help you to bounce back. And and this is, this is what we have and what we still have with the city. I I see some young kids, you know, like uh, 10, 12 year old kids. Hey, can we have a, a, your autograph? You know, and 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 it's just it's just a it's just a beautiful thing that keeps on uh, keeps on going. And um, and like I said, you know, that's one thing about this crazy um, virus we're going through now. You know, it's a, we're learning a lesson that um, the world has to start socializing a lot more than we used to before this. You know, it's very very important. Flyers icon Bernie Perron. Thank you very much. Flyers icon, Bernie Perron. Thank you very much for tuning in to the KYW Sports Pod. We have more episodes coming out this week on Flyers and Phillies history. For now, stay safe and be well. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.